Today, the world is demanding more of products and packaging. Consumers want more variety. Governments are demanding sustainability. And supply chains, they're more complex than ever before. Simply put, companies that make things need to respond faster than ever to change. Welcome to Beyond the Shelf, the product and packaging podcast. I'm Laura Foti, and I'll be your host. Since I was a kid, I've always been fascinated by how things are made. And at Specrite, I get to work with product and packaging leaders to help them spend less time chasing data and more time making amazing things. We'll interview experts and industry leaders across food and beverage, beauty, consumer goods, and industrials and manufacturing. We're going to go beyond the shelf and get a behind the scenes look into the things you use every day and even the ones you don't. Where do the best ideas come from? How are leaders making sustainability goals a reality? What trends are here to stay? And what's just a passing fad? We're going to ask our guests all this and more. So be sure to subscribe and get ready to go Beyond the Shelf. Hello, and welcome to Beyond the Shelf, the product and packaging podcast, where we interview the people behind the amazing products we use every day. Today, we'll be talking about one of my favorite products, and I bet one of your favorite products, uh, Liquid IV. I'm Laura Foti, and I'm thrilled to be speaking with Sean Lavin, their Vice President of Impact, who has been on the journey from the early days to Liquid IV's acquisition by Unilever in 2020. Sean, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Laura, for inviting me. So this is a very beloved product that I think a lot of people use. I was I was reflecting back on the past few months of my life when I've been to weddings and birthday parties and bachelorette parties, and every event has had Liquid IV there. And so this is really special for me to be able to talk to you. Um, can you tell us the story of, of how and why Liquid IV was founded and how you got involved? Actually, it's an exciting story. I probably have a very similar story. So many people who are working out in the uh, corporate world, uh, you've just kind of burned out. Not that exciting. It's just you start questioning yourself. <laughs> like, what, what am I doing? I have to work so many hours a week and it's not that there's not a lot of passion behind it. And I come from an entrepreneurial family. So I've had the luxury of seeing literally my own parents just passionately put their heart and soul into their own business. And I decided to just give up everything, what I was doing, and I'm going to start my own business. And so I was in the middle of actually developing my business. I had a a new product. Uh, I was really kind of moving forward. And one of the aspects that I thought were really was going to be critical to me and my business was finally taking a step towards being very a purpose-based business. So I thought about if I'm going to create a business, it has to have some element of giving back to our communities, giving back to people. It had to have a product that mattered and sustainability was top and center. So knowing that it was really kind of pulling me there. I had someone reach out to me just during that period of time, kind of like this kismet moment where they said, you know, Sean, I know you're working on your own business, but you got to meet these guys. They're looking for someone to help join their team. And they have a brand new their new company, new product. And I said, well, why not? I mean, I had nothing else to lose. So I went, met up with Brandon Cohen and uh, Hayden Fullstone, two founders of Liquid IV. When I went to see them, I mean, t- to me, they just like fresh out of school in a sense. They were like young, uh, super energetic, passionate, like you wouldn't believe. And we started talking about their, their, pro- their company, their product. And they had one. It was lemon lime hydration. That's it. 
and they were in about there you go and they were in about maybe a hundred stores locally so this is in southern california and you know and then we're talking manhattan beach and redondo beach so this is just the southern part of los angeles and literally their product was sold by the stick in gas stations liquor stores they had barely any like presence whatsoever but i spoke to them and i was very attracted to a the product i mean here's a product that is hydration i mean hydration is like gosh i mean without water there's two things you need to survive air and water without those we're we're we're, we're doomed um and the other piece of course was their interest in sustainability and give back they had already positioned themselves to say every stick that we sell we're going to donate uh, a stick in kind so i love the fact that they barely were off the ground and they already thought about giving away their product. And I said, well, I got to join these guys. Um, I would rather work with a group or a team than to push an entire concept by myself solo. So that's kind of the long story, but that really was what, you know, connected me to them. And that, that was kind of the beginning of the journey, my journey with liquid IV. That's amazing. And I love how, you had that moment where you realized you were more powerful by joining forces together than by doing your own thing. That's a common thing theme that I've heard from a lot of people recently. And, you know, I have a, a box of liquid IV in front of me and you guys do such a great job telling the story of both your mission and your technology. And so it talks about how with every serving that's purchased, you make a donation um, to an area of need, which is amazing. And it also talks about the hydration multiplier. And can you can you break down the science of why this product is so special? Well, I think it starts off with something very basic. Uh, and that basic is um, what oral rehydration is. And oral rehydration, which was actually invented during uh, a Pakistani civil war many, many years ago, was adopted by the World Health Organization several years later. And it really is just as simple as a certain ratio of, and I'm going to keep it very simple, uh, glucose and sodium. So that co-transport, which is a certain amount of glucose with a certain amount of uh, sodium actually pulls water into the blood system. And so you can imagine as a, like a delivery mechanism, the basis of what, uh, when you go to the hospital and you're getting an IV is that blend, that mix of water, sodium, glucose going into your veins that's the fast track into getting your body hydrated. And that's like the first step that, and when it comes to any type of medical crisis. So the idea of having an oral version of that using those two basic components was the basis. Uh, a few years later, Pedialyte used something very similar and they created the Pedialyte uh, product out there. As we all know, it, it helped because babies are always throwing up or, or uh, diarrhea, all of that. And so that you worry about their level of hydration. Liquid IV came at a right moment because they, uh, both Hayden and Brandon, understood that this product commercialized could do so much more. Basically about 75% of normal people, all of us here in the United States, live in a state of dehydration. And what is a state of it? You can be 1% dehydrated and it still has a, a negative impact. So we do have to think about consuming our water and all of that. But when you have a replacement of your electrolytes, as well as your glucose, they are effectively um, hitting those areas of your body, your organs that need it. 
uh, in addition to, of course, the absorption of water. Very, very important. So I thought that simple, simple, simple solution um, already had uh, a benefit. It was more of an efficient way to hydrate. So just from that efficiency, I was like, wow, we're, we're already talking uh, another language versus just going and grabbing a bottle of water. And I think that, so when you think about the science, that's just kind of like the basis. I'm just going to say that's the basis, but the CTT element, the cellular transport that liquid IV is really harnessing is also that delivery mechanism that kind of pushes more nutrients into your bloodstream. And so just, it becomes a little bit more effective. It's water plus function. This is so interesting. And you know, I love learning about the stuff that I'm consuming. I think the other element that always interested me is that I think about Pedialyte, it comes in a liquid form. It's very heavy to ship, right? Yeah. That in and of itself is less sustainable. This comes in a tiny packet. Yeah. So essentially I just have to add water to it. How did you guys think about innovation in terms of the actual powder versus liquid delivery method? Well, for a couple of reasons, when you're a startup, you first realize that it's really expensive to make an RTD, a ready to drink, basically the liquid form. So it wasn't that they hadn't thought of that first. The first thing was, hey, let's be on the shelf. And powder was not a thing. It just wasn't a thing. And so you first think, well, we got to make a ready to drink mix, but we'll do our version and that's what's going to happen. But it's expensive. Uh, no, forget about the sustainability at the moment, just on the finance. When you don't really have a lot of money as a startup, you're like, oh my God, this is going to be really hard. And then you had to deal with all of the um, ceiling and all that. It was just a lot of trouble. When powder became an opportunity, we realized there was two things. One is we could control flavor. Two, we could control the dosage. And three, it was far more stable as a product. So you hit those three, it was like amazing already. That fourth was really the sale piece, which is it reduced our sustainable impact. It, 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 we were able to ship at, it cost us far less, it was far easier, and it opened up an entire new category which you didn't even think about at that time, which was travel, transportation. It was so easy to grab a few sticks, throw it in your bag, in your pocket, uh, throw it in the car, put it in your you know, tennis bag or your sports bag, it was really easy to carry with you. Because the great thing about it is no matter where you go, you're always going to find somewhere where there's some water, at least here in the US. And so it solved like 50 problems in one. And it just made sense to us. And remember, we were a startup, it did, we didn't think about competing against anybody, we were just trying to figure out how to get our product out there. And that was just, that was the first step. It was called naive, you know, business model right there. I love, I mean, sometimes innovation is born out of a pain point, which for you guys was capital. And that led to something so, I mean, I, as you were talking about it, I was counting the number of places I know I have liquid IV. I have it in my car. I have it in my gym bag. I have it at my desk. I have it in my purse because anywhere I go, I know that I might I might need one. So I think, you know, that's so, such a fascinating story. Your role is, is vice president of impact now. Can you talk about, about what that means? Yeah. So I've, so my current role is basically a change from originally just going there 
the operations, building operations, but we've grown, the company has grown. And one of the very key elements, our pillars have always been give back. Give back has been the center to everything that Liquid IV has ever done. We just felt that is kind of the, the engine that pushes us forward. And as we've grown and, and we have sold to Unilever, uh, we're a far larger company. Therefore, we definitely need to put a little bit more emphasis around constructing and establishing and expanding our model around our mission and our give back. So I, instead of just being one of the things I do, I did, it was really just position myself saying, listen, we really need to spend a little bit more time on this and grow this. So impact to me and impact to the company is about literally that word. How can we impact the world? How can we impact our customers? How can we impact everything that we do and be able to share it, be able to um, live up to it and track it? What's the metrics behind it? And we really do believe in like everything that we start, we have to see it funnel into a, a close. We have to see that circular completion. And so I, I actually feel I have probably this like amazing, I, I've never had a job where my job is to help those in need to come up with ways that we can do better as a business, that I actually have a budget to go and spend to do good things. And it's really the company's ethos, but I'm the one that gets to do it on behalf of the company. And so very blessed to have that position and that role. And, and, and it's really, I feel the weight of really making a difference, like literally a difference and not, not in any, any shortcut manner. Um, that's amazing. So I, 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 I take that, I take that position real seriously. I think that's, you know, such a great place to be when we look at trends of people entering the workforce more and more often, these, this younger generation wants to go work at a company where they can have an impact. And so I hope we'll see many more VPs of, of impact going forward. Um, you talked about sustainability and impact, and I know two things that you're really passionate about are access to, to, to water, clean water, and packaging sustainability. Can you talk about why those two things are so important to you at Liquid IV? Yeah, I mean, so well, we'll start with packaging. Uh, packaging essentially is the first thing our customer receives. It's their first experience. And we always talk in Liquid IV about customer experience. And, you know, we can get into the flavor and the function, but, but physically the package. And so a, it has to be a feel of premium. You really need to kind of, you, you can't kind of whittle that down. It, it has to be a good experience, both how you receive it, how it looks, how it feels, tearing it open, the whole thing. But packaging is also the number one first step to sustainability. And so when you think about the company and the impact negative, positive, any way you want, or the diversion away from landfill, you think about what is our packaging, where does it stand and, and what are the improvements we need to make? And so, yes, spending a lot of time, uh, from back in the day when we first started creating those packages to today is that cycle of constant improvement that we have to think about where we're going to source these types of packaging, where it comes from, what's the story behind it, what companies are producing it. What's their footprint? Uh, we just keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper. But more importantly, is sometimes not everything is super scalable at the time. Not everything is uh, cheap. So it may hit our bottom line heavy if we choose to go in this direction. But 
we also have to recognize what is our responsibility? What is the path? And if we're embracing this idea of sustainability as a, as a brand, as a company, and, and we're taking it seriously, then I think we need to think about the ROI in increasing the awareness, the education around that. And even if it costs us a little bit more money. And so there's, there's a lot, um, of areas that I feel very uh, passionate about, which is around the innovation of packaging. How and where can we further um, these businesses, these smaller businesses out there that are really mindful of that? How can I help? How can we support? And how can we kind of in turn kind of collectively grab that, put it out there for the consumers to kind of get of us that like direct feedback. Um, and I think more than anything, that's the things that I really, really, really enjoy doing. That collaborative, collective, innovative spirit of exploring and trying and just pushing the envelope a little bit as we grow and as we, we have that power. Uh, being a, a growth a leads to the ability to kind of speak to a greater group of people. And so I think we that then then it kind of brings back this like joy and excitement that are we going on the right path or not what what else can we do i love this idea of packaging innovation you guys did something really great for earth day um with with uh water soluble packaging can you tell us a little bit about how that idea even got started and how it transitioned to the market yeah that was uh that was a random moment for me i was uh, just shopping and it was a a store it was a clothing store um, went in there. A lot of these clothes these days are, you know, they're thinking, you know, the, the environment and they're made of, you know, recyclable bottles and plastic and things like that. But what I caught my eye actually was a, it was a label on the back of a, uh, of a dress. And it, this label actually said on the back, it was like a water soluble. You can dip it in water and it would just kind of disappear. And I just thought, I never heard of that. I mean, I don't know why, but I just had literally no idea that you could just do that. It was paper as far as I was concerned, but I didn't know it could just dissolve. So I, uh, I looked up the company or I found a company. I, I'm assuming it was the same. I'm not sure. Uh, so the company is called SmartSolve and uh, I reached out to them. Uh, they sent me some samples. They, they construct a, basically a paperboard, um, feels a little, they're different thicknesses and primarily they were doing for labeling and, uh, anything from a sticker, uh, to literally like a, a basically you can do a business card. It, it was really basic at the time, but the, the resin, the, the, the way they constructed the, literally the paperboard was you just put it in water or run some tap, uh, tap water on it. And it really broke down and, and, and dissolved. And so I was so amazed by that. And I said, had you ever made a like a carton. Uh, and as everybody knows, we, we have, uh, let me grab one here. Like this is like a, a typical carton from, from liquid IV. And I said, could you make one of these? And they had never made one before. So we went back and forth and they, we selected the right thickness, the, and, um, and they, they went ahead and made it. It was really interesting for them. They had never done this before, especially on a commercial level. Um, there was a lot of going back and forth. It was not cheap. Uh, at the time, it, it was just something really random for them. And we finally were, we, we finally did this and we did it for a limited time offering when we were really pushing something on, uh, earth day. So we had a flavor we made, we used compostable sticks. Everything that we did was with this halo of sustainability, but I was so excited to kind of, it gave us a platform to talk about it here. I'll show you the, the, the actual box itself. It was kind of cool. I love that. De definitely not. 
So we can go down here with all the like hundred percent of like biodegradable and compostable and sol water soluble. And it was really fun because then we had our, anybody who bought one, just we ran it under a tap and it just kind of fell apart in your hand. And it was really cool. And what I, what the intention was in my mind was, gosh, this is really cool. Probably not quite scalable at the moment giving a spotlight to that company a because i'm hoping everybody else goes and knocks on their door and tries something and that company can grow but it's also to connect to the consumer we want the consumers to get really into the idea that sustainability is fun and packaging is fun and let's let's look at it through that type of um, mindset and hopefully that kind of inspires this kind of attitude like what else can, what else you got what else is cool um, and I, I, that's kind of what I was always hoping. And, you know, I always think about sustainability should never be proprietary. So no matter what, if you know or have something, don't turn it into your own IP. Um, share it. I, I, it's so critical. It's like, why would you ever make that proprietary? Why? If you really care about the planet, that's the one thing you throw out there and you share. I love, I love that. And, you know, part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is so people like you could share these examples to everyone listening. And my hope is that a few people call on, uh, on that supplier's door and say, Hey, can we make a dissolvable label? Can we make a dissolvable, you know, package? Because so many of these ideas are still so early on that they, they do have a lack of awareness, right? And you just happen to look at that dress tag and realize that that could be applied to the food and beverage industry or consumer goods industry. And to me, that's the kind of cross pollination and innovation that we're going to need to solve some of these really big challenges. Um, you know, there are so many ways to talk about sustainability. Many of us are familiar with this concept of net zero. Something you've talked about is this net positive concept, which I had never heard before. Um, can you explain to our audience a little bit about what that means? Yeah. So net positive is interesting. It we really gravitated toward that. Our, our CEO at Liquid IV, Mike Keach, um, used to work at Unilever. And one of the um, ex-CEOs of Unilever, Paul Pullman, um, eventually wrote a book. Actually wrote this book last year with Andrew Winston, and it's called Net Positive. Um, so Mike sent this book, bought the book, and gave it to all of basically the executives, the leadership team at Liquid IV. And um, the minute I got it, I literally almost read the book sitting there at that moment. Every single page um, just spoke to me, almost like the, it was reading my mind. And it was a really crazy idea. But it really is about, in the simplest terms, uh, companies thriving by giving more than you take. And, and so really, it's about improving the well-being for everyone it impacts at all scales. So really, we looked at it as, can we make that same commitment? As a business, can we commit to putting back more into the global system than we take out? And that's a really ambitious goal for any company to take on. We talk about being you know, zero emissions, emissions like zero, or we're trying to do this, but think about it as a company where you're, it's more than just looking at your packaging or looking at just the sustainability from a physical ingredient or something, but it's like holistically the entire business model is about creating this ambitious race to the top by increasing the sustainability ambition level of companies to have a positive impact on society and, and, and the environment as a whole. 
when you when you do that and and you build it throughout the entire all your departments are speaking that language it's really uplifting and it almost could be a, a little bit of pollyanna in that it sounds too too crazy but it isn't and i think if anything, we're, we're taking on that commitment. We're taking on that challenge as, you, as, as I'm speaking. We're literally folding this idea that was written in a book and it's more of a theory and we're trying to put it into practice. So if we're the first company to do that, so be it. But that's the type of ambitious at it, like that mindset that we have at Liquid IV is let's, let's not just raise the bar, but let's look everything that we do. Let's keep pushing us so far and how far can, you know, how, how much further can we go? Um, and I, and I think the, the personalities and the culture at Liquid IV were very competitive. And I don't mean around us, but within us to achieve great things. And there's nothing greater than actually making a global impact as a business in that mindset. And so if you haven't read, I, I honestly feel like everybody should read that book, Net Positive. Um, it will make you feel like you need to do something. And it is in the most positive possible way. You really feel that it could transcend the world. And if all of us incrementally do something like that, it, it, it will have literally a global impact. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little excited to say the least, but, but I think it's um, – it's imperative that you, if you have a business, if you're a startup business, if you're thinking about business, read that book, figure out a way to wrap that into just the way you're preparing your mission statement, your goals, your objectives as a company. It's going to be what this future needs more than anything else. And I truly believe uh, this next generation, it's exactly their language. And you know, we live in a day where we're, you know, we can talk climate, we can talk all of these things that are happening today, but we, we, we control our destiny and there's nothing more amazing than controlling a destiny that you can actually make positive change. It's rewarding. And honestly, I do feel that that transformative attitude in that work will be the journey worth taking if, if, if you're trying to start this business or any business or working for a company right now that has an opportunity uh, that's to amazing. make yeah, a decisive change. It's, I mean, it's, it's cool. I want to come work at liquid IV now, but, um, I actually, I was thinking yeah. about, I do get to work with you guys in a way. And I mm -hmm. think, you know, you, you've done such a great job of building this community around you to help achieve this goal. How, you know, what best practices or recommendations do you have for other companies who want to start having this bigger impact and how they can approach it and not do it alone? Um, well, first of all, I think you have to love collaboration. And, and it's, it's a, you know, I, I think it's probably an old word that we use and use and use and use, but I couldn't emphasize that enough. Today's concept of collaborating, collaborating internally, but also with your partners. Think about that as like, if you have a vendor or you have a, a manufacturer or anything, treat them not as a vendor or a manufacturer, treat them as your partner. Because when you think about scope one, two, and three, especially three, uh, that's that's kind of like your extended arm. And when they buy into, just think most of them are even trying. They're really trying hard to make a difference already through a collaborative partnership. You're working together 
to accomplish great things for both parties. And I think once you show the needle moving, it gets people excited and wanting to propel it forward. And anytime you have this kind of collaborative, open, uninterrupted, free flowing trust in this conversation, you're going to get great, great things, great results. And um, I'm also not a big fan of this top down um, mentality where the best ideas, the decisions all come from the top and they push themselves down. Uh, why? Because the best decisions or the best ideas not necessarily start at the top. And when you kind of open it up a little bit and you, and you, you, you just take that ego and you just put it aside for a moment, my goodness, that opens this kind of like cauldron of concepts and ideas that learn to run with and learn to trust and make it part of your ROI to be a little risky. And when I say risky, risky in believing in something that isn't fully realized or isn't fully defined, but, but put that somewhere and, and, and kind of like enjoy the ride in that. Give, give, give that, make that part of the whole business process. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's the part I would say um, is, is exciting. And it's, it, it puts you in a seat that are you someone that follows or are you someone that leads and know your place. But I can say that everybody working uh, in a business, if it's your business, um, they're going to be driving your business with passion more than anything else. You, you, it's not the salary a hundred percent. It's, it's when, if someone has a chance to leave behind a legacy, of their own, it's, it's like, I, that's your, that's your unlock. And most people, most people care about the future more than you can imagine. And I think you, you give them a path for that. Um, it's, I think it's, it's revolutionizing and changing the model of business today. And I think that's our responsibility. And I, we're just one, we're, we're not anything more than just one company that believes in that and, I, I'll be willing to and joyous to talk to as many others as as I can. I I get so in, just uh, energized collaborating even with any company, any company. I love that. Um, we could talk. I could talk about this all day. I'm so inspired yeah. by by your. And I love this idea. That, you know, it's something we talk about at Spec Rate, which is it's not just changing the way you do something. It's not just making your packaging a bit more sustainable. It's not just tracking your data a little bit more. It's changing the way you do business. And I think that is, we're at such an interesting time in the world with technology. We've really had that inflection point with technology and manufacturing where you have to revolutionize it. It's no longer about the incremental progress. This really is, what is it? The, um, the next industrial revolution with machinery, manufacturing, technology, innovation and raw materials, digitization, it's all coming together to your point. And then this passion where I really believe we're going to unlock some amazing, um, not only inventions, but new business models that have yet to be seen. Um, so I'm going to close out with a, a few questions before I do that. What are you most excited about when you look to the future of liquid IV? Um, the, the, probably the biggest things right now. So there's, there's a couple things that we're just focusing on just as liquid IV, which is um, our business is always around uh, flavor, function, and mission, those three things. 
And so I think every business needs to think about what's their like three things that they really want to harness on. And that gives us a real strong directive. What I'm personally excited about is for the first time, we're expanding our ability to create impact globally and throughout this country on huge initiatives. And we'll be following up with not just, we've donated up to this point over two, 22 million sticks servings uh, around the world with our uh, donate, our partners like Direct Relief, MAP International, Food for the Poor, et cetera. And we realize that the impact can be exponentially greater if we start focusing on a lot of the communities around us, including in the United States. I mean, a lot of people don't even realize that 2.2 million people don't have access to clean water, drinking water, or water at all, literally going into their homes. And this is just in the United States. So when you look at Liquid IV and its, its logo, right in the middle of the logo is a water droplet. And you asked before, is like, you know what, I think you were just saying like, where, where else to Liquid IV go? Well, we're a powder that needs water to be mixed in. Water is crucial. Water is like this water stewardship is critical to our business, let alone people's well-being. So what I'm excited about next is really focusing around water. What is water? Where is water? How can we help communities um, in any way, shape or form, not just get access to water, but providing potentially funding, grants, uh, a little bit of support. And what I don't want to do, though, is come across as some sort of philanthropic, you know, business coming in there with these great ideas that we're just trying to like throw at these at these communities. I think we're looking at it rather than a top down philanthropic approach. It's more about having the communities make decisions on their level. There's no one knows, no one know, no one knows their own community better than those who live in their community. And so the trust-based impact model is what we're piloting next. And I'm excited about that. It's a real listen and learn journey. Uh, I'm not going to say exactly what we're doing next because that's something that we will uh, unravel this year and next year. But these are some very, very big initiatives that Liquid IV is getting on. And I think it's going to be huge. Uh, it, it, it is going to be a major change maker. And I think from a brand perspective, you will see a company that's willing to put a massive amount of its efforts as a business into purpose. And I'm more than excited that in the, in the concept of being a for-profit business in a capitalistic society, we are more than anything. The United States is about growing businesses, that freedom to kind of make money and everything that isn't about, that isn't about to change, but it's about, what do you do with all of that profit? What do you do with all of that success? Do you feel the need to make a change and to inspire others and to help those in need? And if you do use your power, use your pulpit and use your success to do so. And I think that model is far more exciting than just simply selling widgets. Yeah. Um, well, have a purpose. We're cheering you on. I can't wait to learn more about those initiatives. It's as you were talking about the water crisis here in the United States, I was thinking back to uh, the Flint, Michigan one just mm -hmm. a few years ago, which might even be ongoing. And it, it really is um, 
frustrating to think that we still have this challenge in our backyard. So I'm excited to see the impact you guys will continue to have. Um, we'll close out with my favorite se uh, segment, which is a few rapid fire questions. The All first right. is what is your favorite product right now? Oh, wow. So actually there's two, but I'm going to go with one right now. Uh, we just actually, I'll say two, because one of them we just released, it's an, an energy product, um, uh, hydration and energy. And it's with a yuzu pineapple, but we used a, uh, a coffee, uh, cascara, which is basically a, a coffee fruit. And uh, if you know, coffee is basically, it's grown as a fruit, beautiful thing. They open it and you take the coffee bean out and you, you toast that. And that's how you get your caffeine. Well, in this case, we actually use the entire fruit. So there's no waste. Uh, so when you think about sustainability, but also the outer cascara, which is your, your shell, um, actually has some amazing nutritional properties as well as like nootropic, cognitive. And so it's exciting to kind of look at how ingredients play such a crucial role in the, pro in the products that we put out there. And we're very, very specific about how we select those, those ingredients, what they do, if they're beneficial or not, but also where they come from, is it through a sustainable method? And so very excited about that. And you can get that at Costco. It's like big, it tastes amazing and it really works. But the other piece that I'm really excited about that we're kind of, we haven't really spoken much about from a brand because we, we're just all about, you know, we move at a very, very fast clip is, is actually um, we have this kombucha and first of all, the flavor, which is outstanding. I personally like it because sometimes you don't want those extra sweet notes and I'm not like crazy sweet. I know we have sugar in our product, but it's intentional. But in this case, this is a tart green apple. It is so lovely so refreshing and what i really think is cool because i'm a kombucha drinker is um kombucha which is kind of like that probiotic it has all of those healthy kind of notes in it and it's very kind of neutral and fresh um kombucha is always in a bottle so you always have to go to the store and buy it and it's really hard to kind of travel with kombucha bottles so i've always struggled with Oh, I have to go find it if I'm traveling to a different part of the country or, or my goodness, if I travel overseas. Well, we finally decided that like we would make our own kombucha legit that tastes great, has all the properties of kombucha and transportable. So that's why I'm like tripped out and excited because it's different. You don't find it anywhere. And that's what I love about Liquid IV is they're very innovative. They're thinking about following solutions and I personally am a big fan of the flavor, uh, but as well as it kind of keeps me happy to have my kombucha anywhere I go. So oh, I love that. That's I'm, kind of my thing. I'm yeah. a huge kombucha girl, so I'm going to have to give that a try. What packaging trend are you most excited about right now? So the biggest packaging trend I'm excited about is the stick pack. So it's our like our first line of defense in terms of our product. Um, it's the one that requires a barrier in order to protect our ingredients. And it's the one that is the most challenging uh, of all uh, to convert into a sustainable because of stability and, and just ensuring that um, we can um, have longer shelf life. So that's like the big, we, we've set ourselves a goal that by 2025, we'll have 100% of all our packaging sustainable, uh, regenerative materials or definitely not going into landfill. So from that perspective, it's a big mountain to climb. 
And it's going to require a a lot of innovation. It's going to require um, a lot of time uh, and and attention to it. But I think that um, we're not the only company that uses this type of material. But we feel that if there's anything we can do to push this type of innovation along sooner, um, that's where our efforts are going in. And um, I think we've made a lot of amazing headway already. But that's that's like that's that's the big uh, let's say uh, the the big mountain we're trying to climb right now. I love that. And our final uh, segment, which is my personal favorite, called Kill Keeper Change. I'm going to pick a list of three random products: one you have to kill or discontinue, one you have to keep as is, and one you have to change. And you have to talk about what you would change. So here we go. First product is baseball cards. Second product is mayonnaise. And the last one is orange starburst. Kill, keep, change, baseball cards, mayonnaise, orange starburst. Oh my God. Kill, keep, or change, huh? I would, uh, I would, I would kill mayo. Not a big fan of mayo. I would keep baseball cards. Why not? They're a lot of fun. A lot of people like to collect those. And hey, it's not going anywhere. Those are like traded, they're reused, repurposed a million times. So that's all good. And I would change uh, Orange Starburst. Uh, personally, I think they could do better on their flavors. Oh, I agree with you. That's that's it, This is a hard game and you just aced it. Sean, thank you so much for joining us. How can people follow you and the Liquid IV story? Uh, well, uh, I would say just follow Liquid IV on Instagram or, or through TikTok or any of our, I think, uh, social media channels. Uh, please do always going to be on. And by the way, I'm really going to be pushing a lot of more content coming out. So enjoy it from the mission side. We're going to have some long form, a lot of fun content, but also really, I think content that people really want to watch. And so we're going to be, uh, yeah, reaching out to all of you guys. So I'd just love you guys to follow us on Instagram, at least. Uh, I'd appreciate awesome. that. Will do. And for those listening, if you like this episode, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. It helps others find the show. Sean, thank you so much. I'm going to go make myself some liquid IV right now. I'm so thirsty after this conversation. Perfect. Thank you. And I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Beyond the Shelf is presented by Specrite, the first cloud-based platform for specification management. Say goodbye to spreadsheets, share drives, and legacy systems, and digitize your specs in a secure single source of truth. With Specrite, you can easily share and collaborate on specs with other departments and across your entire supply chain network. Taking a spec-first approach enables you to accelerate product and packaging development, go to bid faster, report on sustainability, and ultimately spend less time chasing data and more time making amazing things. To learn more, visit specright.com. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T.com.